Please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Hi. Oh, no, no. Welcome to Wired Shut. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. Um, your host Jesse, and he's your host Logan. Um, yeah, here we are, episode 90, 91, 90, 89, 90, Wait. um, 90. It's episode 90. We did it. Shit. So, we're actually how many years later can it hit 100 episodes? It was a uh, weekly podcast, it was a fortnightly podcast, it was a podcast that occasionally disappeared for months. Actually, now if I track it back over the last four years, it started off as a weekly. Then yep. it took year, there was year one, year two was fortnightly, year three was monthly, and now we're in year four and it seems to be quarterly. So we'll release this one around July. I, I might have to um, uh, make a magazine called Wired. Oh no, because there is a magazine called Wired Chat. No, it's called Wired. Yeah, we don't want to cannibalize on that. Um, I mean, they do get all of the all of the SEO that we would hope tracks to us just sends people to them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> We've been down this rabbit hole. I've searched for this before. When I searched wired shut, the top results are magazinewired.com, and the second result is ouch. What to expect when recovering from a broken jaw? And and arguably, are we not somewhere between those two things? <laughs> That's kind of where our uh, our logo ended up coming from, right? We stole the. Yeah, it was somewhere between like Rolling Stones forty licks or forty. Is it forty licks? Forty licks. Pornhub. Um. No, yeah, it's a compilation album. Ah, uh, okay. It's like a best of. Yeah. Which I'm assuming the. No, they've had the logo for the longest time, but we we remember the logo from probably the 40 licks best oh. of because it but came also, out in 2002 and we are old. While, whilst that was part of the inspiration for that logo, you look at that logo now, it has no semblance to what we have other than both have mouths in. Yep. Yeah. There, are more, um, there are more brands of wine which have this logo on it than... Um, oh, that's right. Rolling did Stone. we did did you work out whether they predate us? Because if mm. they don't, we should just sue. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure you can do that in this country, but we could try. Um, we could we could um gently request a a, a hostile takeover of their um their empire. We could ask them to see us and assist. <laughs> I didn't mean to say see us and assist, but that was what happened. So here we are, guys. I mean, cool. It sounds like you've just written another Rolling Stones album. Where where does that magazine get off naming themselves after a band? Stone magazine. Let's look it up. Let's let's try. Why are, why are they who try and be so future forward, whatever, and cool, and they named themselves after a band? I, I don't have these answers for you. I feel like I'm on um, on the stand right now. 
not the TV, <laughs> the TV show, and lost it, yeah. <laughs> and being prosecuted. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know how the name came. Uh, it's. I mean, I got I got to the Wikipedia page, and now I'm just looking at a um, cover with Dua Lipa on it. Yeah, that makes sense. And hang on, how long have the Rolling Stones been around for? Because I feel like maybe the Rolling Stones stole their. Um... Oh really? No, they've been around since 1962. The magazine came around in 1967, but the magazine took its name from um, from Bob Dylan's uh, well. like yeah, a Rolling muddy, Stone. The Muddy Waters, Bob Dylan, 1950, 1965 song, like a Rolling Stone. Which is, I'm guessing, same place the band probably got their name from. Yeah, I would say. Oh, yeah, especially because Rolling Stone by Muddy Waters was recorded in the 50s, which Muddy Waters clearly was an inspiration for the band Rolling Stones because it's uh, blues, funk. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just strip out all of the. Okay, so the answer to that question was actually they were both derivative. Correct, because they both started by white men. Um, Great success. Yeah. Cool. What are we talking about this episode? Um, this is a VR episode, and so we are. Yeah. So we'll, we'll preamble this. Mm-hmm. the 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 preamble intro type dealy that we do do um, can be Godzilla vs Kong. Yep. And the Goosebumps movie, <laughs> a solid three dollar ninety nine cent rental from Apple Movies. Yes. Uh. Because I'm so old, I can't even be bothered pirating anymore. What was the mo- What was it? Jumanji? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Okay. Goosebumps. You literally just said it, and I couldn't think of anything but. Go- uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it. 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 There. There are resemblances. Are beard. Um, I um. But it's what is it? I couldn't remember what movie it very specifically reminds me of. Like I think like. Like if I knew enough about them, I'm pretty sure there's like a American '80s horror movie that happens and plays out like the exact same way oh yes um 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 i can almost friday, see it in my head friday, not friday night lights the um the, what's that vampire movie with the word friday in it they did a remake with colin farrell um, that movie freak you <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yes yes yeah. I, um friday it's... vampire like they all go into a school and they're running from monsters and there's a big one at the end that's eating people and they're all like fleeing. Oh, not, not Fright Night. Fright Night is what I was thinking of. Fright Night, yeah. Exactly. Uh. Freaky Fright. Um, <laughs> I look like the Crypt Keeper. Um, yes, you do, Jamie Lee Curtis. Now eat your tiny yogurt. <laughs> so hang on. Um, let's, let's preamble the preamble for a second. Where are they now and were they ever hot? Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes or no? I mean, where are you on eighties, Jamie Lee Curtis? Um, is Jamie Lee Curtis? What was she in in the eighties? I don't know movies, I'm... but she she was just like that sort of aggressive, sort of buzz cutty eighties woman with the pointy undies and and sharp I mean, shoulders you, and shit. If you just described that woman, irrespective of us talking about, uh, all right, I'll I'll, I'll play something I'll, in the Discord. I'll... Yeah, I'll um no no if you're describing that woman, irrespective of old JLC, I'd be like yeah I'd I'd hit that so yeah, JLC, oh JLC. like ah oh, from that one one 
um, gif jif that she was in with John Travolta dancing weird with no pants on. Is that her? I mean, that was her. Yeah, that's what this movie is from. Not um, Zardos it's... starring Sean Connery. That's what I'm also getting vibes of right now when I'm looking at her. With... What's around her feet? Leg warmers? Okay, leg warmers. Yeah, I think that's just 80s shit. Cool. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she just... was hot. But, but she's just... <laughs> she's yeah 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 that's yeah, what like, i was thinking of when i was thinking of her the last one uh what was it true true not true crime true, true lies true, true lies. lies great movie uh, uh and what's his name from it um, uh, the schwarzenegger tom arnold <laughs> tv's tom arnold yeah he who who was it palmana was married to Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. From <laughs> the creators of C. <laughs> C. Ass and Desist. Oh, God. No, 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 no. <laughs> Control Z. Control Z. Uh, we oh, right, can cool. ever go back. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so Goosebumps reminded you of what? Um. So it's a... Freaky Friday. I keep writing Goosegumps. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like to write names. I like to write as we're talking. I, I feel like it's one of those movies that. Um, I think I have dyslexia. I just wrote goosegums because you keep talking as I'm trying to write goosegums. <laughs> I did it. I did it. That took way too long. Cool. Um, so they. It's a movie that involves like. They end up at it. Oh, yes. I've only seen it since um, Charlotte showed it to me because it was one of those like weird formative horror movies that she loved but i've never seen um the faculty that's basically like body stealing aliens take over this a school the it's faculty like a 1998 horror movie i've never heard of it who's in it uh J- J- yes it's, it's not joseph gordon levitt uh elijah wood josh hart i was close okay Jordana Brewster. Jordana Brewster. We're what, coming back what, to True Lies again, aren't we? Good. Say, what what <laughs> causes so her name to be said in um, in Arnold voice? I don't even know. Oh, John the... Stewart's in it. What? What yeah, is no, this? I I think we might have talked about this with probably in a way that should have technically been a podcast episode. We didn't record it. Um, now, the faculty is like a movie that we would have loved as kids, but somehow it passed us by. All right. So, okay. It would have been the generation before us as um, Big Wolf on campus, is what I'm hearing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Not it, even was a edited, it was edited by Robert Rodriguez. We, You said 1989 film. It's from 1998. No, no 88. I said 88. Oh, I mean, 98. It's, it's it was not... a Robert Rodriguez movie. Yeah, from 1998. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would okay. I say 88? No, I, in my head, I assumed it was an 80s movie because I feel like um, American like movies that. revolving around schools kind of hit stride in the 80s. Well, it still tracks the, around that period. You would have been getting, like, uh, what, 10 Things I Had About You and all of those kind yeah. of post-John um, Hughes high school movies coming out. The uh, Casey Connor. Oh, it's Josh. A, okay. It is a Robert Rodriguez. That's probably why you liked it so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I remember Josh Hartnett is a like a intelligent near do well rich kid whose parents are never home who mm-hmm. makes drugs and sells them at school and is trying to bang Famke Jansen, um, nice. one of the teachers. Okay, that tracks so far. Um, what else? Okay, uh, quick sidebar: Who's who do you think looks more like a a, tra- a a traditional lesbian, Elijah Wood or Claire Duval? I'm just looking at this list, cast list right now. I was like, huh. Okay. <laughs> um, the 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 nowadays photos of Claire. Claire. I I don't. Is it clear? Claire. The the photo on her Wikipedia, I don't even recognize her as her looking at that. No, that just looks like. No. No, I saw another. I saw another image of her. And, oh, yeah, I know this. Uh, but no, to answer your question, definitely Elijah was. <laughs> cool. Okay. It's not just me then. Uh, but yeah, Goosebumps has that sort of <laughs> American. Um, Welcome back to Would You Fuck Elijah Wood? Um, episode two. Uh, no, you yeah, just sorry. have to death stare the camera and say, Elijah Wood. Uh, so the Goosebumps movie nice. is. Um, Jack Black plays R.L. Stein. Kid moves in next door. His mum's the new deputy principal at school. Um, his father has died like a year ago, and it's mm-hmm. the sort of let's have a new beginning and move to a new town. It perfectly note hits every cliche on purpose because it is trying to be a generic American horror, which in itself is intentionally playing on how formulaic and half-assed so many R.L. Stein books are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it's every turn it chooses to mock R.L. Stein, but it does it in a way that you don't hate it for. Um, Like, there's a bit where Jack Black has to run away. Basically, any time R.L. Stein writes a book on his famous, like, R.L. Stein's two-finger typing typewriter that he wrote all the Goosebumps books on. Um, yeah. Which is true because I had I accidentally as a kid picked up a book that was set up like a Goosebumps book, but it was actually just a book about R.L. Stein and his general writing method. So, um, that so wasn't I do just know that he is actually a two finger typer on a typewriter. That's how all the Goosebumps books were written. I feel like that's a that's a um, Mandela effect moment because I feel like we came up with that as a joke for how terrible the Goosebumps books were back in the day. Well, but if clearly I was a we part just of the learned... conversation. I already knew that yeah. information, so I might have told the truth, and you guys didn't realize I was joking. And the end result was we made a shitty in joke that actually I... was the truth. Yeah, again, that tracks for our pe- our um, what first ten years of knowing each other that you didn't t- you told the truth, and we didn't actually believe whether or not it was the truth or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Back when I was the new guy in that group. <laughs> um. Like, like, there's a bit where, yeah, he has to run away. Basically, they, um, he locks them all up in their in their sort of lock, uh, lockable manuscript books, all the different mm-hmm. Goosebumps monsters, and um, he has a daughter, and the main kid has a crush on her, and thinks that he's like a creepy father that's locking her up because he's heard screaming in their house a couple of times, um. Mm. Goes over there, tries to break the girl out, ends up opening a couple of the books. One of them is just a sort of an initial chase 
against a abominable snowman. Um, the other book that happens to open is Chucky, who basically thinks of himself like um, uh, R.L. Stein's like hated, rejected son. Chucky or Slappy? Chucky, ch- ah, Slappy, not Chucky. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like he he refers to him as pops and daddy and shit like that the entire time, which is a little <laughs> weird. But um, I'm reading here that he uh, Jack Blake also voiced Slappy. What? So That's a, the thing. He's doing his best um, Mark Hamill impression. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It it you'd almost believe it was Mark Hamill slightly Jokerish voice. Oh, and it has that kid in it that what looks like all the other kids with the eyes too close together and the head of hair. You know who I'm talking about? He looks like the guy from Ready Player One and also the guy from 13 Reasons Why, and it could all just be the same Oh, you mean you mean about. some Jewish dude's nephew? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Some, some, pro- assuming his name. some producer's nephew. Some guy called Josh from, like, the Bar Mitzvah or something. Yeah, yeah. it, it made me laugh when the, the main character and his, like, comic foil nerd friend were both nerdy Jewish dudes. <laughs> you, can't, you can't cast the same guy twice in two different roles and pretend that the two aren't comparable. Yeah, uh, no, But no. apparently he's from 13 Reasons Why. Ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's that kid. It looks like he's always going to cry. Yeah, and his... his... I swear his head and his torso were the same height. <laughs> um, uh, the... so, and that's the sort of stuff that you miss when you um, don't go that traditional IMAX 4x3 yes, kind, of, exactly. kind of angle. But that's what the Snyder Cut was all about. It's showing more of Ben Affleck's square head. Tube. Tube. C-H-O-O-B. Tube. R.L. Stein also said basically he was very lonely so he has a daughter that is also just technically a book monster uh okay that could have gone even darker then yeah rl yeah. said he was lonely so he had a daughter so okay it's <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> no no it's no it's not it's not insidious the weirder part is how by the end of the movie how okay he is having his 16 year old daughter who by virtue of being a character he wrote in a book will never age. Ah. Um, going off to skip school with the main character, he's now a teacher at the school they are going to. But yeah, she's well aware she's a made-up thing and that she's been 16 for some amount of time. So she also probably has weird, like, I'm an, adu- I'm an adult in a 16-year-old body type of mental vibes. Um, yeah. No, it's it's... There's a whole lot of problematic shit there. I, I, it's kind of weird. But um, Slappy lets out all the monsters and pretty much um, R.L. Stein ends up having to because all their books get destroyed so they can't be resealed. He ends up trying to basically just write the movie as it happens and write it towards a conclusion so that he can use the book created from that to um, seal them all in. Right, okay. Um so- but yeah, there's a bit where he has to get up on a stage and um, he's just basically running away in the school on his own to try and find a place to sit and keep writing the book. Because if he doesn't write it with the same like intense intention as he did all the Goosebumps books that are his masterpieces, it won't come true. All oh, right, He needs that two-finger 
Yeah. I was going to say two fingered magic, but that yep. seems that has implications <laughs> with his daughter. Um, shock. Um, uh, but he, okay, he, so, he, so he chooses to run into an auditorium in um, school. And on the stage, the stage has been set up for practicing of a, the school play, which is The Shining. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like goes, this. Oh, King, why do you torment me or something like that? Um. Okay, and that's so where I got that quote from too. He, um, the movie actively uses a whole scene just for him to point out that he's actually significantly more uh, successful in terms of copies sold than King. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he says, he says like over four hundred million sold, and one of the kids goes, "Wow, domestically?" He says, "No, <laughs> internationally, but it's still a really good number." Shut up. Uh. Um, and at the end of the movie, Jack Black walks across a hallway and waves to the new drama teacher, who is clearly Arles. Yeah, and I read in the I'm reading on the wiki right now that he played a character called Mr. Black. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a sequel which we haven't watched yet. Um, I'm guessing the reason why this, not the reason why, but the director of the movie was the same guy who did De- Detective Pikachu. And he did oh, that return. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he didn't return for the sequel because he was busy doing Detective Pikachu, which I watched the other night for the second time, and it was it, it stands up. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's a good movie. That's the same with this. It's just it's not. Yeah, it, it's it's slightly risky. It's slightly adult. Um, and it's there jokes, are, there but, are like there are suicide and murder and rape jokes and uh, yeah. At one point, Pikachu makes a joke about being fingered by people that shouldn't be fingering him. Like, yeah. Mm. That's all I'll say on the matter. Yeah, and uh, the the Goosebumps movie is the same. It's very competent, very um, engaging and followable plot, very entertaining. Not trying to be anything it's not. Like, very comfortably, you just sit down, watch it, it's fun, it ends. You go, well, that was funny, and you leave it to it like it, it just it doesn't it sort doesn't of act like it's better than us no no and it, it, it sort of reminds you of a i don't know an era potentially gone by when movies could just exist and be like a relatively contained entertaining movie and then be done mm-hmm. um that's all i say about that i think yeah godzilla right. versus kong oh god <laughs> um is okay before we get into the plot, who's returning to this movie? Because I haven't seen it yet. We've got, we've got Stranger uh, Things girl. Stranger Things girl, yeah. Um, what's Tomorrow's like newspaper today? Early edition. Early edition is there for maybe three or four scenes, but he has nothing to do with the plot. He's just her father now. Oh, huh. like okay. he still works for Monarch, and he's still always stressed and standing at like um, battle stations with like army people and scientists and shit. But just. Still- Still perpetually in his late 40s, but like a young late 40s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, You've got the dude that plays, um, what's his paper boy from Atlanta? Uh, uh, Brian Tyree Green? Logan Marshall Green. Got it. Brian Tyree. Something. Brian Tyree Henry. Henry. I had green yeah. stuck in my head for some reason. Um, Aaron Taylor Green? No, Logan, Logan Marshall Green. Ah, uh, 
and he plays a crazy conspiracy theorist podcaster who is also a um a employee of the evil corporation called Apex. Classic. Nothing um, sinister going on here. It's just Apex. Um, Apex, CEO'd by a Latino man whose last name is like Miller. <laughs> no, it's not Miller, is it? It's something. But it was just like, if you're gonna pick a guy who is a gr- like clearly Latin American, speaks with a thick Latin American accent. Couldn't you just give him a last name that makes sense? Yeah, isn't like the second wealthiest dude on the planet, um, like a Mexican telecommunications dude? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he's... he's. I, I think he is Mexican. I think you're right. He basically runs all the telcos for all of South America and Central and Mexico. Um, yeah, and the dude is playing... Who are you talking about? Is the It's the Mexican drug lord from Weeds. Carlos Slim. That's the dude I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Um, and he's playing. Yeah, he's. His name is Demian Bashir, and he's playing Bichier, Walter yeah. Simmons. <laughs> that was clearly written for a Brian <laughs> Cranston type until they realized they've already used Brian Cranston in this franchise. Cool. Or Bill uh, Nye was too busy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Lance Reddick is in literally one scene with one line. Cool. Um, I'm okay with that. There's a Japanese dude in it that is just there, I think, to remind us all that Godzilla is Japanese and this movie series does not care about that fact at all. Although um, he's playing the the son of Ken Watanabe's character, right? Is he? I think he's meant to be. Yeah, he's meant he, to be. He works a... for the bad guy. He's like yeah. the bad guy's right-hand man. Yeah, I read that in the plot point that they had made him part of the part of the oh, problem in this movie, but he's still trying to live in the legacy of his father. Because all... as well, though. Um, no, but the, this isn't Monarch. This is the Apex Company. All oh, right, what's Monarch doing then? No, Just like chilling. Ken Watanabe played Doctor Ishiro Sirazawa, mm-hmm. and um. That Shun Oguri played. Oh, all right, you're right. Ryan Ren Sirizawa. Hmm. What? That 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 doesn't. Oh, I forgot. Elizabeth Olsen was in the first one. Um, Rebecca Hall's in uh, it yeah. as the. I'm okay with that. Like like Hong scientist where, lady. Where is where is she now? Literally right now. I know she's still hot. Rebecca Hall. Carry yeah. on. Um, and she takes care of a little girl who is one of the... She's the only surviving um, resident of the Kong Island. Oh, the kid... Oh, not Rebecca Hall. The kid she saves. The kid she's saving. Um, who, basically, we learned that that little girl is deaf and can sign language, and Kong knows sign language. She, she knows King Kong? Yeah, she knows monkey sign language? Cool. Okay. Um, and Kong is very bright and doesn't and can tell when the humans are trying to manipulate him. Well, yeah, you could even tell that in Skull Island. He was basically communicating with yeah. the awesome character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, the 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 
the entire movie takes place across two groups. There's the Millie Bobby Brown group, who is her, um, Brian Tyree Henry and Julian Dennison, who is... Mm-hmm. Oh, now, I'm not one for the token New Zealander just saying stupid shit in a New Zealand accent in movies, but uh-huh. in terms of the use of him, they severely underused him. Yeah. is this? Uh, they made him yeah. the wimpy friend. They could and have given he, all of his lines to Reese Darby, but it would have seemed weird for somebody Reese Darby's age to be paired with Millie Bobby Brown, yes. even though that might have been a better movie. Cool. But okay. he, he's still ultimately, you know. Actually, that that's usually a better dynamic too, is having kids who are like headstrong and brave in, in this world-ending scenario, being paired with an, an adult nerd who's terrified of everything. Is this like it, a um, TJ Miller gets turned violently to metal in the first 10 minutes type of pairing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That that wasn't actually part of the movie. That was just his alcoholism. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Good um, boy. So Alexander Skarsgård gets recruited by the main bad guy um, to go to the Hollow Earth. In order to get to the Hollow Earth, he forms a plan that says... Um, the reason his brother died on a journey to the Hollow Earth was because they didn't have a guide. It seems like it's a difficult place to get to. So they basically, Kong has been kept in like a biodome on Skull Island because the rest of Skull Island is just violently stormy permanently as a result of the Ghidorah situation. Right. Um, tracks. And also they are hiding Kong's existence from Godzilla because they will fight if they're aware of each other. Because of... Uh, because uh, of the whole, like, dominant t- titan shit that they sold in the other movies. Primates versus lizards. Never going to yeah. get along. Yeah. Sure. Um, so they've been using... They've been trying to sort of learn from slash learn how to manipulate Kong using the little girl in Rebecca Hall... But yeah, then Skarsgård turns up to try and um, recruit them so he can recruit Kong, basically, as a guide to get to the Hollow Earth. It's never really explained why they need a guide, seeing as, as far as we can tell, his brother probably got there and then was just killed by the um, massive gravity inversion that happens when you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But so, first off, interesting choice. The Hollow Earth is not a hollow, hollow Earth. The Hollow Earth is a environment where there is a ground on the inside of the outside of the Earth and then a smaller Earth inside the Earth and they almost touch. So like somebody's Kong, someone Kong size can basically jump from one Earth to the other Earth and sort of move through the anti-gravity center. Huh. That's a so cool it's, concept. So visibly it's more like two foresty mountain ranges just sort of passing inside each other. Um, there's also never any clear reasoning as to why any of this is lit. It just, people can't It see. just is. It just, yeah. It's it's like bright as day, despite the fact that it's basically two mountain ranges almost touching each other mm-hmm. and some volcanic activity. Um, yeah, and if it's not for anything to do with some sort of source of light it would be radiation would be causing that in which case no one should survive yeah unless you're well, it's, it's heavily established that there's a shit ton of radiation down there because 
first off you go back to the previous movie they find a undersea vent to the hollow earth and it's just pouring out radiation mm. um, that's how ken watanabe dies in the second one um uh, yeah right but in this one they go to the hollow earth they go to like a temple thing at the center of it which was built by kong's race so that's interesting they're actually like building and tool building apes uh, that's where he gets the axe from. The axe also like plugs into a spot in the floor of the giant ape temple. Oh Jesus! So they've got actual magic and shit. Yeah, and it that's how it charges up and goes blue. It like plugs into a, a radiation vent in the ground. Good lord! Okay, and so then once is... it runs out of power, he learns that he can charge it by just jamming it in Godzilla's radiation ray. So he just goes in. Um... So this is Infinity War. This is the Avengers movie where Thor goes and picks up a hammer from. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, he there's there's pillars. There's a giant Kong throne. Um, there's like. So, are we to believe in this established universe that um, giant gorillas invented the axe before humans did? Potentially, whilst living in a kingdom in the center of the planet. Cool. So the logic is the reason Kong got to Skull Island was because at some point probably facing the threat of all the lizards and shit kong's people fled and fled through the hollow earth and came out on skull island and the reason skull island is the way it is with such weird fauna is because, because of the, the plants and life have sort of grown through the vent right um so kong knew his way around the hollow earth like he's old enough to so they basically lie to him and tell him if he goes down that hole he will find his home and his more family um, he's know, he's already in Antarctica where it... Oh, actually, I should go reverse back before that. So they have to transport Kong from Skull Island to Antarctica because that's where the known and controlled vent that the company has access to is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen Stargate Atlantis. Cool. That sounds like season seven. Cool. Um, Kong is, like, drugged and put on the front of a boat because of course he is that's how all the kong movies have moved kong around um also starts to get really stupid in hindsight when you realize that they're able to chain kong down but kong is like ram into a building and smash it and have it tip over strong but they can chain him down with like just a bunch of manacles around his hands legs and neck <laughs> manacles Manacle, that's an old word. Um, but yeah, Godzilla notices they're there and so comes, and then that's when they have what's in the trailer, which is just a giant fight on board an aircraft carrier, um, where Kong gets his ass kicked for the most part and almost gets drowned by Godzilla dragging him underwater. Of course, he doesn't have his axe. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. well, they, so, in context, they actually show them as quite evenly matched, but that Godzilla isn't as good at fighting Kong on land. On land, Kong is almost twice as fast as Godzilla at moving. Which tracks, because... It does track, yeah. Godzilla is slow as fuck when he's... uh, Godzilla has curves in this universe. (laughs) He's he's chonky. He's a chonky boy. Um, So, yeah, so later on when they're in Hong Kong, which, interesting choice, Hong Kong is a destination considering hong kong these days yeah it's um not something you would have thought 
Warner Brothers would have. Um... No, but I also wonder how long ago the movie was made. Yeah, it's not like they were ever going to base it in Taiwan, so I suppose they don't. Although, interesting, I'm trying to look up box office for this movie right now. Um, and you can it's very easy to find how much money it made in China, but considering it's a Japanese movie distributed by Toho in Japan, you can't, like, there's no easy path okay. to... You would have thought they would have shared how much money those movies make in Japan, considering they are just westernizing um, Japanese. Yeah, IP. I'd have thought so. This is Khan Japanese box office. Have to specifically look for it, which annoys me. But do do the Japanese like these movies? See, that's yeah, that's what I'm trying to establish. Like, surely it can't. They can't. Um, okay, it doesn't seem to have made as much of an impact in Japan to the extent where when you search for Godzilla vs. Kong Japanese box office, you get the original Toho film King Kong vs. Godzilla. <laughs> As all of the results, uh, but the China box office is all over Google. Thanks for that. Don't really care. But they always say with the Chinese market, all you really need to do is have a giant sci-fi orgy, uh, a giant CG orgy, and they put, Matt, it put sells. Matt Damon or somebody they can yeah. confuse with Matt Damon, and it will make money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kong gets his ass whipped. They take him to Antarctica. He seems a bit depressed. They tell him that his family's down this hole. He follows them down the hole. Uh, they go. To, he goes down the hole, and then they follow him in like anti-gravity ships, like the one from the Matrix, basically. Oh, where it's yeah, got gravity things on all sides yeah. of the ship, so it doesn't that, touch the sides. Which this, is a fucking cool idea, by the way. Let's just throw out the Nebuchadnezzar ship design from the Matrix. It's fucking yeah, cool. And and. At least the Nebuchadnezzar had, um, yeah, the realistic fact of when they got it so high up in the air that it wasn't even underground anymore. It only got up that high using the momentum off of the cave wall riding. Yeah. So it just flew up, crashed down, smacked into a building, and impaled his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 And obviously, we've talked about this before, but for all of the shit that those Matrix movies get for not doing things well enough to the standard that nerds think that they have the right to claim yep. considering most of them have never made anything in their lives um the amount of world building that goes on in a three hour time span or two and a half hour time span in, in those movies is insane like even with yeah. jupiter, like jupiter ascending dog shit story but jupiter ascending is like six hours worth of movie in its yeah. runtime. the amount of time it took to set up the first couple of avengers movies was like what 20 hours worth of uh, different superheroes fighting each other and to be able to lay the groundwork to explain why they could all come together and fight. Yeah. Jupiter Ascending managed to explain an entire universe or entire galaxy's way of operating right down to the minutiae of how things are processed in a in like a, a DMV line. Yeah. Um, it was it was quite and, amazing how that works. Yeah. Those guys should just write books and TV shows. That's all I can say. Yeah, it it definitely needed somebody to rein in the stupider parts of it. Mm -hmm. They should just but... world build, create rules around a world, and then let people actually write uh, intimate stories within that universe. Yeah. Just create the world of the Matrix and then sell that to people to create things inside that world. A lot in the Matrix, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kong. So they... For no apparent reason, when they're going down to the 
Hollow Earth, they hit some sort of like warp gate thing. Nice. Um, so eventually the hole gets sufficiently vertical that even Kong is just confused and falling down a hole. The cool. giant ape falls from like uh, a couple of kilometers below Antarctica in a cave all the way to the hollow earth and survives by just face grinding down a um, mountain slope. Of ice. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nah, it's 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 stone once he gets to the other end, but um but yeah, they, they like hit this weird portal gate that doesn't make any sense and you don't really get a good explanation as to why it's there. But you do get like Space Odyssey style colors flying past camera. Gotcha. Um, it accelerates the shit out of them and then throws them out the other end where they yeah, go into a weird like first gravity pulls them up, then it pulls them down, then it flips, and then it yeah. Did it um did they suggest that the hollow earth was so like abundant in radiation that the likes of Godzilla and King Kong would actually be stronger living down there or be able to heal from mortal wounds or anything? Because Godzilla can't die, right? He just like versions so, of him die and then he just grows back from a skeleton. Yeah, I, I think basically Godzilla as well was a race and Godzillas have been killed. But if you just if there's a couple of sort of um what's it called like a couple of cells left on his bones if you expose them to radiation they will just grow up retake the bones and he will come back to life. That's right. That was in the first movie, wasn't it? That yeah. There's no, there's nothing you, to live off on this on this primordial earth except um, buckets of radiation. So that's what things evolved from. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they completely take away the part with the the based on what they've said so far the core of the earth should be like radiation city um and they're just somebody in one comment just says like oh it seems to be a livable environment down there based on our satellite scans <laughs> um even though they go to yeah this like weird kong race temple thing and kong finds the axe and sits on the throne for a bit um and yeah they're surrounded by like the glowing blueness which is the same radiation that um, Godzilla's mouth beam thing is. Mm. So presumably they all just got hella cancer down there. Yeah. Um, like, show me that movie where Julian Dennison dies slowly of radiation poisoning. Oh, no, he, he wasn't down there. So he's the yeah. other plot. So he's there's the, the A team. plot and the B plot, yeah. Um, I haven't really gone into the B plot, but the, they drop to the center of the Earth. Kong learns a bit about his own history, gets mm -hmm. the axe, mm -hmm. Um you find out that yeah, with the scientists is uh, sort of a strike team and the daughter of the bad guy who, again, is a Latino person who's been given a white-ass name for no apparent reason. At least Maya kind of almost sounds like you could qualify it as a Latino, Latino name, but Simmons, not so much. Well, I'll take you back to Matt Damon in um, that District 9 not movie with Elysium. Uh, like, yeah, he's a white guy who talks with no accent, being raised in South LA after Mexico. Yeah, and, and basically the Latin population has taken over the, the United yeah. States. Yeah. They all speak Spanish. They uh, all have their Spanish accent, except Matt Damon, who yeah, was raised in an orphanage by them. It still sounds like Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. 
at least that movie slaps you with enough stuff that you never notice that. But um, I, I noticed that within five minutes and got told to be quiet and watch the movie. Like, okay, whatever. Fine. Yeah, we should uh, be quiet and watch the movie. Um, the then they start getting attacked by just the fauna down there for a bit. Um, yep. The bad guys grab the signature of the energy. They don't actually have to take like a MacGuffin back. They just jab a robot into the ground, which takes a reading, and then they go, oh, this style of radiation produces lots of energy, so now we can just copy that and send it in an email back to the surface. Nice. It's like, oh, gasoline. Yeah, we could use that, <laughs> yeah. we could use that already. Cool. <laughs> Which selenium shit, head and shoulders on that note is mechagodzilla running off of fuel like a um giant uh mad max monster where have you put two and two together yeah no what the energy no. signature they needed was for yeah, yeah. yeah so the 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 b plot is millie bobby brown and julian dennison go looking for this podcaster guy who's a crazy conspiracy theorist who's trying to um like truth. break truth on this apex corporation so for whatever reason the apex corporation gets attacked by godzilla despite godzilla have been being dormant and like not found by anyone for some time after the death of Ghidorah. Mm -hmm. and so the belief in the world is that monarch is wrong and godzilla is actually not benevolent because he's attacking places where people are um Turns out Monarch is developing Mecha Godzilla. Uh, not not Apex. Monarch, Apex, Apex. Apex yeah, yeah. Um, Millie Bobby Brown they, and Julian Dennison find um, Brian Tyree Henry. He explains to them what he knows after doing some sort of. It's, it's very like that B plot from the original. Um, couple of Transformers movies where you have a bunch of side characters that are so aggressively larger than life, they're cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ Miller would like a word. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but what was it? It was in like the second one when there was like the subplot of them trying to decode a signal and there was like a hacker girl who was Australian and I think uh, Yeah, it had everyone but... Chris, um... Chris what's his name? Uh, the guy that had the Blackish show. Uh, Anthony Chris, Anderson. Anthony Anderson. I was thinking Chris Christopherson, not Anthony Anderson. Same difference. <laughs> Those alliterations. Andy, yeah. Andy versus Chris. Chris. Um, but yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. But yeah, they they break into the Apex facility that Godzilla attacked. Underneath the facility, there's still a massive facility that is still completely operational and has people moving around and working at it. Um, despite the fact that the top level's like a Godzilla wasted zone, they just climb in an elevator and go down with no security to the functional part of the facility. Um, right. They see themselves about to get attacked, so they jump in, or about to get found, so they jump into a little pod. The pod turns out to be shipping a bunch of um, those like King Kong one. Um, yeah, the two 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 arms and a tail reptile things. Oh, those little snake lizard bone things yeah. with the arms and the... Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Um, it's just like shipping a bunch of those and shipping them to Hong Kong, which turns out there's like this 
company has an underground hyperloop that runs right the way from I think Los Angeles. Ah, uh, no, some American city like now somewhere in Florida. I want to say like Miami Beach. Okay. It, it ships them underground in a maglev tunnel, like basically a hyperloop from yeah America to Hong Kong, where they Wasn't arrive at another where, apex um, base. Skull Island is somewhere in Bermuda, isn't it? Oh, maybe. That yeah, might make anyway, sense. It's on that but, side. Um, they, they get dumped out into like a testing staging ground underground. Um, and they're sort of, you know, what, what the fuck's going on here? They're, the pod opens behind them and lets out a, a monster thing. They're just about to get fucked up and then... Uh, um, uh, yeah, test testing Mecha Godzilla comes down and kills the thing, and they're just running around screaming while a giant metal robot Godzilla is fighting a little lizard thing and just rips it clean apart. Is it a uh, fully robot Godzilla, or is it some sort of weird cyborg? No, not a cyborg at all. Straight up, looks like something out of a Power Rangers movie. Oh wow! Okay, so they just create. It's it's even like like there, there is some clear logic to it. I mean, if you built something metal that was meant to take that kind of a beating, it would have to look quite chunky and industrial. Yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. it it does, you know, joints and like its feet are very heavy and squat and squared. Um, all its tail spikes are very yeah. They're just like rectangles. They're not like spiky and jagged like Godzilla is. Um, yeah. Big red eyes shoots a big red mouth beam. Um, Good lord, the amount of resources that would take to just build yes, and learn, develop, yes. and then like, to even yeah. build something you could stand it on that it wouldn't just drop through. Yeah, it's... be so heavy. Even compared to Godzilla, it would be heavy. Um, they almost get killed by it. They don't. They run around through the facility. They find the place where it is controlled, mm-hmm. which is. Um, the Japanese dude I mentioned before is sitting in like a the most neon room ever invented by a human being. That isn't Nicholas Windy Griffin. Cool. Yeah. No, no, not quite. Um, it it looks like something that could be in a movie of his. It's a Ghidorah skull. Yep. With a whole bunch of um, like what I think is supposed to represent fiber optic tubes, but they're just giant thick neon tubes all running into it. There's like a computer platform inside it with like a biomechanoid mainframe thing. And then oh, so he sits uh... in a chair with like a um with like a hologram faceplate on and his eyes roll back in his head. And then mm-hmm. he manually pilots Godzilla. Uh Mecha Godzilla. So it's so... it's supposedly a from that room they beam a human being interfacing with the remains of the cellular Ghidorah. brain of Ghidorah, of a Ghidorah head. The two of them interface telepathically, then send the signal to a uh, send the signal to a satellite that then beams it down to Mechagodzilla's body. Right. Okay. Um, but it can't run yet fully. It can only run at forty percent power because they don't yet know how to functionally power it. They don't have a powerful enough power source. Hence the A plot. Yes. So that's the real reason Skarsgård wanted to go down there? Yes. Skarsgård isn't a bad guy. He had no idea what the reasoning was. They kind of just preyed on him because he wanted to, like, fulfill his brother's legacy, who died trying. Yep. 
easy enough pull there. Um, yeah. Um, oh. They. So his daughter gets to yeah down to the Kong stronghold that's thing because that's the unresolved plot for un- unresolved ending from King of the Monsters, right? That Charles Dance's character finds one of the remaining heads of Ghidorah and steals it at the end. Yes. Yep. Yes, you're probably right. So I think I think this company's born out of the ashes of his like insurrection Legacy. somehow. Which I remember for the longest time there were so many like internet rumors about his character being the um aged up version of Tom Hiddleston's character from Skull Island. I mean that would have been cool, but Yeah, but they just never did that. So like, no. yeah. Once again the internet has written a better story yeah. <laughs> collectively than Hollywood has. Just Companies need to embrace the hive mind. Yeah, exactly. Are you literally not going to do better than everyone trying as hard as they can to think of the coolest way through something? Yeah. It's the best way to workshop something. It's find, yeah. find the actual dedicated fandom who create care. a subreddit, <laughs> create a subreddit, and then Marvel Studios will pick and choose what they want to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they get the signature of the energy, send it back to him. Energon. Yeah. The Beast Wars. Cool. Yep, he goes, cool, now we're good to go. Um, shit starts to hit the fan and his daughter and all her soldiers get killed. Um, Kong does a bit of a like, yeah, now I'm in charge and screams and holds his axe up and kills a couple of things. Godzilla hears this from the surface, mm-hmm. is standing in Hong Kong where he's been wrecking another Apex facility, trying to get to what he recognizes as Mecha Godzilla. Somehow Which, he consents it to. Well, he'll be recognizing Ghidorah's presumably uh, mind. Every time they turn it on, Godzilla seems to try and wreck shop. So that's the assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every time Ghidorah attacked, he sensed yeah. where they were. Like they were constantly chasing each other in the last movie because they could sense where but, they were. But wait, wait for this. So think about yep. it. We've got a yep. bunch of characters from the A plot down in the middle of the earth. Yep. And the finale is going to happen in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. How do we get all our characters back to the surface? Uh, a monkey catapult in the center of the earth. No, Godzilla yep. hears King Kong, gets angry, screams, mouth lasers straight down with, oh, for fuck's sake. burns a tunnel hole from Hong Kong all the way down into the hollow earth, which seems to be thousands of kilometers yep um kong then using his axe and monkey strength just climbs up the hole which is you know you kind of fall into the hole for a bit and then you start having to climb once the gravity writes to surface gravity logan how do you make love well (laughs) son you grab your axe and use all of your monkey strength and you climb that hole uh carry on um, and the remaining good guys who, for no apparent reason, Skarsgård can fly the bad guy's ship that's left yep. over. Um, they fly up to the surface. Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong is getting fucked up by Godzilla. Then Kong gets back up there and fucks Godzilla up with his axe in a pretty spectacular... like. I am not that person, but these movies are 
almost even won me over with just dumb giant creatures fighting and fucking up cities. Oh, so that's two for two then. Last last week it was Snyder Cut being like, huh, I don't yeah. care for these movies, but they got me. I'm happy. I think this is the movies. first time in a long time where most movies I'm watching I'm liking. Yeah, that should you should I have think... no business liking because of how bloated and. Yeah, um, I think we've just moved past that period where studio meddling was breaking everything. I yeah. think we're at the other end of it. Yeah, because it's we must have the generation of uh, producers now coming into the fold who were the consumers of those movies 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Now they're old enough to be in positions of authority and power. Yeah. Um, we're probably getting a, we're probably going to get a small but brief golden age of the right people in the right positions at the right time to influence what ends up coming through that shitty Hollywood machine. That's the hope, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Kong, Godzilla is trying to attack Kong. Yep. And drag him towards the water anytime he gets him down. Which, um, yeah, tracks. Nice. Yeah. Because he's basically a crocodile in this fight. Um, shit as, on land, great in the water. Whereas, or as Roland Emmerich's Godzilla would clarify, a giant iguana. Because. Because uh, Matthew Broderick. Because the environment. <laughs> because Matthew Broderick killed a young family. Um, oh, God, he did. Never forget. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, go Kong. Kong it fucks is... Godzilla up. Then I don't remember the exact. He's about to go fight. for the head. Oh, he's 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 winning the fight. And then Godzilla basically just starts straight mouth lasering literally all of Hong Kong, <laughs> just trying to get to Kong. Um, Kong gets his arm dislocated. Yep. Um. Gets his ass thoroughly handed to him. Godzilla basically stands on his chest and cracks a few of his ribs and just Oof. looks down at him and roars at him like, you know, yield. Um, He kind of gives up. And then now they've got Mechagodzilla up to full power. Of course. And then, of course, the system um, seemingly like... it, Like, it's it's... I, maybe if I watched it again, I'd be able to tell. But as the system starts, I think the implication. Yeah, I think the implication is that whatever's left of Ghidorah slash the AI that runs it, just coupled with the power signature of <laughs> like that Kong Godzilla Titan radiation, um, overpowers it to the point where it just becomes self-aware and it kills the operator. Um, comes to the surface out of what gear. appears to be a yeah, pretty much out of what appears to be a giant, like laser. No, a giant like corporate pyramid built into the um, Hong Kong hillside. This Apex company owns, um, which made me think of. Um, do you know what is it called? Something something from the Geo Front. Um, Chris Christopherson. Now the the underground bit on oh what are the two words Eden or something um so on Evangelion underneath the city that they're fighting to protect which maybe Tokyo three I can't remember 
So you know how all the buildings drop down flat oh. when the monster comes through and they um geo front the geo front. No, but it's there's the actual base at the bottom of it is like a pyramid half in water in like a big mm. sort of lush green area. Yeah. Um that that has its own name as well as yeah, the underground bits called the geo front. But yeah, it looks a bit like that building made me wonder if it was loosely inspired by it. But you see it for half a second, so it was kind of it needed to handle that. Um Mecha Godzilla is aggressively powerful compared to the other ones. He annihilates the um Godzilla. Kong is basically dying. Um they work out that they can use their gravity spaceship thing that they took to the center of the earth to fire off a massive electric pulse and um, restart Kong's heart and stop him from dying. Restart Brendan Fraser's career by bringing back Journey to the centre of the Earth. Exactly. I like it. Um, That's what these movies need. More Brendan Fraser. Yep. Uh, Mechagodzilla moves around like uh, like an armoured core mech. Cool. Okay. So like he like... sits on the ground and moves really quickly with jet boosters on his back that appear to be like burning coal. <laughs> okay, cool. So he does yeah. run Mad Max style when he needs yeah. to. So he he you know Godzilla's sort of a hundred. Well, it's probably kilometers from him because that's the scale we're dealing with. Yeah. Mecha Godzilla would basically just put his hands out, which have three fingers and spin like saw blades. Cool. Because again, this 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 movie doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, this is just rock'em sock'em robots. Got yes. Yeah. Um, and Mechagodzilla would just like yeah turn on all his back jet boosters and just aggressively grate through the city to cover the distance. Cool. <laughs> so at the end of this, there is almost no Hong Kong left. Maybe maybe that's why they managed to get uh like still like it pleased the Chinese market because we're like KCCP. We're not going to level Hong Kong. Yeah, we're not going to do this in Beijing like you want us to, because we're going to destroy that city. So we'll do it in Hong Kong, <laughs> and uh, and the People's Republic can come in at the end and start repairing it. Yeah, yeah. Build build yeah. it better. Yeah. Um, Godzilla's getting his ass kicked. He's also nursing a pretty bad thigh wound because Kong buried his axe into Godzilla's thigh. Yep. Cool. Um, and it's not Godzilla gets just yeah. It's a slow movie. He's got a heavy low center of gravity. Yeah. Um, Godzilla gets straight shot with um, uh, what's his name with Mechagodzilla's like mouth ray thingy, which just burn rips all of the skin on his chest and pushes him backwards like a few kilometers until he's just on the ground, kind of. Um, Kong gets up, realizes he and uh, the the little girl tells Kong like, "Please help him, don't fight him." <laughs> and he kind of does a huh, if I have to. Walks up, relocates his shoulder on a skyscraper. Because <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck not? Yeah, he is. Uh, jumps up and grabs his. Jumps up and grabs the rock at this point. Pretty much. That's what I'm hearing. Cool. Jumps up and grabs his axe. 
uh, takes a big running leap at thingy and um or maybe that happens after they struggle as a like a two of them onto one battle for a while mm. but yeah kong runs and jumps with his axe godzilla works out what's happening and shoots kong's axe with his laser in order to charge it up for him um kong brings it down lops his arm off then does like a spinning slice and takes his other arm off then I think the tail comes around, which the tail also has a spinning claw on it that, um, you know, almost, I think, takes Kong's eye out at one point. Every every hunk that gets cut off, Mechagodzilla, like, aggressively sloshes out huge amounts of what looks like crude oil. <laughs> um, yes, no, that's exactly right. Cool. Also perfectly juxtaposed to that picture of Shamily Curtis. Uh... Um, and then they basically Kong and Godzilla have like a respectful stare down. And then they both roar at each other. And then I was almost like I, I, I think I turned to um Charlotte and said, if they fucking shake hands, I'm leaving the cinema right now. Because it really felt like they're about to do a um, a bro the predator like arm yeah. grab thing, yeah. Shake four um, arms, nice. Which no, it doesn't happen. They just sort of almost goes as far as having Godzilla give um, Kong a nod. Doesn't quite. Then Godzilla just turns and goes back into the ocean and leaves. Um, and then it shows that the scientists basically rehome Kong, and he becomes the new ruler of the middle of the Earth. Right. Okay. With literally so, no family or no way to do anything nah, with nothing nah. down there. He just do, does what he always did, which is fight lizard monsters. Oh, right. Yeah. Because that's his purpose. Mm. So basically the end of all this, which you remember Kong Skull Island was implying that um, those underwater creatures, uh, the, the, the center of the earth um, scale monster things yeah. scale monsters had completely taken over the center of the earth and it implied that sort of in one or two movies time they would attack the surface and it would be apocalyptic yeah 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 but now it goes down there and it, they're just part of the wildlife ah right they just happened to get to one particular island through one of the vents well, even the fact them. that they like killed off all of the rest of kong's people and ran them out uh, of the center yeah. of the earth to the surface doesn't stack up with how this implies everything's going down there. Like one of them nearly kills Kong just by suffocating him and like coiling around him. It's like a flying sort of snake dragon fly thing. Um, thing from the end of Raised by Wolves. <laughs> less phallic, but basically the the intense there, yeah. Um yeah. and the only thing that saves Kong is that their ship shoots some missiles at it. Well, then that kind of that that stacks up with uh, his entire species getting wiped out by these things, though. If he yeah. almost got taken down by one of them, if they got swarmed by them, their entire yeah. I mean, Kong almost gets killed by Godzilla, and the only reason he doesn't is because the one of the um, military ships shoots a shit ton of depth charges down to like surprise them both and give him a chance to run away. Right. Yeah. And then he just climbs up onto a ship and pukes a whole bunch of seawater on it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Considering God's, uh, Kong almost kills Godzilla, there are a lot of moments where Kong almost dies and he's got that like underdog status the whole way through. 
Mm. But he technically is the most capable fighter of all of them. But it always has this weird sort of No, I know Cullum drew that. I was going to say, is this the inspiration for Blastoise? Because I'm starting to think Mechagodzilla was the inspiration for Blastoise. And then is a little there bit any of actual um, for Alligator, and then also a little bit of, um, you know, for Alligator is who I was thinking of. Hey, here he is. Here he is. It's Runkle, you son of a bitch. No. Oh, is that what he looks like? Yes. Oh, he just looks like a Dinobot from the Michael Bay movies. Yeah, and he's very he's very sort of slender and mechanical. He's completely chrome. Oh, he's chrome. He's not like dirty gunmetal. I mean, he's dirty gunmetal, but he's clearly like chrome underneath. The sort of cleaner parts of his body are very clearly chromish. Gotcha. Um, liquid, liquid metal snake. Pretty much. But yeah, he's also like one and a half times the size of Kong. And he doesn't have any like missiles. Uh, or Godzilla. Anything. Yes, he shoots missiles out of his shoulder at one point, and that is the only time Godzilla has ever been shown to be phased by missiles, which makes no sense because yeah. they're human-made missiles. Yeah, if if they could have made them for him, they could have made them yeah. for anyone. Um, weird. Okay. And he's what? He's bigger than Godzilla. He's about one and a half Godzilla's size. Jesus. No wonder he fucks him up. Yeah, but also, yeah, that's way too big to live on the surface and yeah. not cause um, an ungodly. Oh, I suppose Ghidorah was like twice the size of all of them, right? Ghidorah was spindly, though. True. Yeah, and he just had he had long neck and big wing. And also, they state in this movie that God uh, Ghidorah was psychic, specifically only for the reason that the um size of it and the length of each of its necks was too long a distance for each of the heads to communicate with each other organically so but it evolved you, um psychicness but you make heads that big and you make a body that big then the neural pathways will be big enough to support it like i don't understand yeah okay sure no no eventually you do get to even with biology you do get to um bottlenecks like that's yeah. why there are a lot of issues with how long like a um giraffe's neck is for example yeah, like I, I want to say they have funny hearts for some reason and also like it only has 12 vertebrae same as most necks or whatever yeah it's got like yeah it does have 12 vertebrae and it's got its heart is like the size of it's i want to say it's head at least bigger it's huge it's like the biggest part of its body i think in terms of organ size mm. huh. well how about that so all giraffes are psychic, are what you're saying? So that yes. it can communicate with itself. <laughs> but you know or, what's uh, important? Within right. the Godzilla universe, there is an existing character known as Kongzilla. Wait, what? There is an existing, like, theoretical comic book crossover of the two of them, where they what are do they one do? They get merged, it, or do they fuck? Um... Nah, it's 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 literally just a toy. There's no other a, a toy and a uh, single comic strip from the toy packet. I thought you said a like a it's a toy and a single like a like an album single had been released. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it just looks like a werewolf. Yeah, or like creature from the Black Lagoon ish. Like both, yeah. Is it 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 
It looks pretty yeah, it's cool. It's just a slightly apish Godzilla, basically. Shocking, startling, terrifying. Panic grips the world, charged with amazing amazements beyond belief. Nice. Just looking at the box for it. The toy. Huh? <laughs> Why does the box uh, say that Godzilla, uh, King Kong is mankind's most primitive ancestor? Uh, why did I love did this? Did man evolve from King Kong? Uh, Kongzilla, there's no escape from the terrifying thrills. Millions are asking, what is it? There is, is there no end to the hyperbole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a toy company. Brought together by the combined forces of man's greed and their own primal instincts, the two prehistoric enemies face off each other across the ruins of one of the mightiest cities on the planet. And in the wake of their battle... Amid the wholesome dis- wholesale dis- destruction and mass human slaughter, they left pieces of themselves, keys to their genetic structures, which a crazed scientific scientific genius found a way to combine. At last, my efforts have succeeded, and thus was born Kongzilla. Okay, so that actually might just be the sequel then. So the other the other <laughs> alternative one in the other comic strip is just his top half is Godzilla, his bottom half is uh, his his top half is Kong. His it just looks like a um, giant ape wearing reptile trousers with a tail. Because <laughs> he's going like, he's going fly fishing. It <laughs> so just looks like footsie pajamas. <laughs> like lizard wave, wavers. Yeah. Waders to be able to go into the water. Um, I legitimately think there might be a Kongzilla movie coming out where the both of them have to team up against a, a human made Kongzilla hybrid. Because hybrids is natural. They don't have is... to team up with the uh, to battle against their. Um their accidental love <laughs> <laughs> there'll be definitely jokes made by the um by the thomas middlebitch um equivalent character in the movie who makes just comments and doesn't actually have uh, make any um contribution to the plot but i can definitely see them going towards that angle where they'll just make a kongzilla for reasons what's the latest on thomas middlebitch um in this, on the scale of T.J. Miller to um, not associated with T.J. Miller, I think he's more associated with T.J. Miller still in terms of just uh, he's been me a little bit. Um, still the best. Well, you can get, also get a Godzilla um, Evangelion AV Unit 1, which is just Mechagodzilla coloured to look like that Evangelion. Oh, one of the um, female like supporting actresses from Silicon Valley, who was briefly on it as like one of his girlfriends, I think on the show, tweeted a week ago, tried to warn yeah. you about Middle Ditch, but no, not everyone's favorite tiny man who looks like he lives on a clock. Yeah, I. The only thing I would say, as much as you know, it does seem like he's a piece of shit, is. All her tweets seem to be vindictive. Yeah, true. Even uh, one's the... not directed at him. She's the one that tweeted a couple of years ago about TJ Miller as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, she's, she's. I'm assuming she's right, but I'm still like Twitter is for for psychos and monsters. Yeah, Twitter just seems to be just absolute dog shit for people. Cool. Brings out the worst in people. It's the most American of the social media platforms, is what we're saying. Yeah. I've got 240 characters and you have to listen to me. I've got um, 
You've got your Facebook for your old people. Yeah. You've got 4chan for monsters. Yep. Reddit for autists. Yep. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I found uh, a text because I just jumped onto Reddit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, um, I, I just ended up going down a toy rabbit hole. Is that another Kongzilla term? <laughs> I went down rabbit hole. and toy rabbit hole. Yeah, buy yourself a vibrating toy rabbit hole. Um, the, yeah, I mean the the. What appears to be the toy of Mecha Godzilla shows how like they did actually retain, his sort of like he's very square, chunky. Yeah, he looks like he's got a. Um, but they, a drink. they, yeah. It looks like he's got a drinking problem, but he still works sixty hours a week, um, <laughs> manual labour. He's vaguely toothless, Grandpa. Yeah. Um, down at the docks. But yeah, like his, you know, all his joints are uh, clearly like mechanical servos that look vaguely hydraulic. His limbs are literal squares. And he has, um, he has uh, claw machine claws for hands. Yeah, I remember. I actually had the um, was it director whose name you said before that made a Godzilla movie? Roland Emmerich. Yeah, I had a Roland Emmerich um, Godzilla action figure. Oh yeah, so did I. He, uh, it had actual long limbs and. Yeah, it it couldn't really stand up straight. No. Even it needed to have a, a significantly longer tail to justify its size, and I don't think that movie ever seemed to to grasp the fact that most lizards, especially if it's going to be a bipedal lizard, would need a fuckload more tail to be able to support itself. Yeah, and can't counterbalance itself. What What if we just took a giant dinosaur who all the movies and things he's ever been shown in, he basically punches other monsters, and what if we just replace that with a monster who is basically an anatomically correct dinosaur yep yep and then be surprised when no one likes it yep yeah i mean i still wanted to see the movie i thought the first godzilla was going to be which is just people running away from like a massive cloverfield force of nature monster yeah yeah cloverfield plus Shin Godzilla. Somewhere in the middle of those two things is like the perfect Godzilla movie in my mind. Yeah, well, you see enough of it to um, to say that you spent money and you got to see Godzilla, but um, it needs to feel like you can't stop it, you can't reason with it. It's... Yeah. It is It is actually... Yeah, and they keep talking about that in those movies, that it's a... You know, this is going back to the old force of nature, old world order being reestablished sort of thing. And then an hour and a half later, it's resolved. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was really hoping for some rain of fire level territory where we've just got to reorganize our entire way of being around the fact that these monsters could pop up at any time. But instead, we go the American route where uh, you've just got two hideous mega corporations doing things behind the scenes. Yeah. For, I mean, for, I, I... Until the end of time. Like, given that these are actually quite, when you really get down to it, they're quite um, in keeping with what Japanese Godzilla is, which is just a very goofy, funky series. Yeah. um, That doesn't really take itself too seriously. The 
the fact that he um like that this evil mega corporation guy basically just goes if i create a bigger godzilla than godzilla mankind can re- can control the planet again and can become which is why his company's called that can become the apex predator again gotcha okay so like like even that is that is a fair enough justification in the context of how these movies work like that yeah. doesn't yeah. that doesn't offend my sensibilities it doesn't no. They, they, do some half-assed he's unknowable type bullshit <laughs> yeah no that that perfectly makes sense with the the scalability of an arms race which is how humans would see it yeah, yeah. we've we've thought we've subjugated the earth because we're the only ones who seem to be intelligent and then these other things come along that are bigger than us yeah and because like the the second one was all sort of is it possible for us to control godzilla yeah, it um, quickly goes out the door that the the way that we've dominated the planet is through sheer force of what we believe to be intelligence, and that's usually the threat we expect to come up against. But uh, not to say Godzilla isn't intelligent, but uh, that goes out the window really quickly when you're just like, no, no, he's just like the size of half your cities, so intelligence has nothing to or capability has nothing to do with being the domineering force if you just yeah. got the biggest and strongest thing that can wipe out half the um half the eastern seaboard in one swipe then yeah scale up or fuck off yeah yeah just embrace your own irrelevance it doesn't matter that you're smarter than it potentially mm. but you know Okay, so that was our VR episode. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> we'll, we'll push that to 91, that's all right. We'll do that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was Godzilla and Goosebumps. So working title is uh, Goose Kong. Or Godzilla or, Bumps. Or Godzilla Bumps. Godzilla Bumps versus R.L. Stein. R.L. Kong. Mecha Stein. Oh, sounds anti-Semitic. Yeah. Yeah. So so does most of the show. <laughs> you monster. Uh, I am what you made me. Apex. Warm dry <laughs> quiet. Shit on me. <laughs> Warm dry quiet. Um. Cool. So this has been wired shut. It has. We'll wrap it up there. It's been pretty good. Um, he's been your host, Logan. Uh, host, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Logan. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Did you get your own name wrong? Yeah. You said Jared. No, I was trying to say Jesse, and then you started saying Logan, so I changed it to Jolan. Became just Logan. I still fully believe you just got your own name wrong. I, I Kongzilla our names because we're basically the same person at this point. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, just saying, Dohua. 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 Ben Affleck, no nose, pink lips, cartoon. Batman with goggles. Those goggles are so... The trench coat was fucking cool. The goggles are stupid. Yeah. The, the fact that this Batman has, even in the good timeline, when he's got everything he needs... Yep. Um he puts sunglasses over top of the batman mask to have like batman eyes yep why yep Yep. every other batman has just been able to produce like lenses from his um 
from from the top of the mask, but not this Batman. This Batman has to put some wrap around sports glass. <laughs> yeah, which is it because of solar radiation? Is it because it's all dusty all the time? No, no one else wears goggles. No one else needs to cover their face. It's literally just Batman thinking he looks cool. Which he does, and we. So what's he trying to do? Uh, Hide out and yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, we do. We, it ends. What's it end? We we stand with the bat. That's what we're saying. We stand with the Batman. Okay, this has been wide shut. We'll see you for episode ninety-one. Dow fuckers. We out.